And welcome to All Things Whiskey, the podcast where we talk all, all things, things whiskey. whiskey. How about that? I'm your host, Mike Alcalt. Deb Mitchell. If you're looking for Poet Up, you came to the right place because we are now the All Things Whiskey podcast. We got some veteran listeners out there that might be like going, what the hell is going on right now? But you found us. This is the rebrand. It's the official new name of the podcast, All Things Whiskey. A comprehensive podcast where we, you guessed it, talk Bow all up. things whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Old habits die hard here on the uh, the podcast, but it's a comprehensive name. We drink whiskey, we talk about it, we have a good time on the show. So we're looking forward to doing that tonight. Devin, you want to tell the people what they're getting into this evening? Oh, man, this is one of the most tatered lineups from George Tater Stag. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Nobody knows what the T stands for. It's probably Tater. (laughs) Don't Google that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We're warming up with the Stag Junior, and we're doing the Stag lineup of Mm -hmm. 2017, 2019, and 2020. Dang, nailed it. Yeah. We got a Stag Junior. I mean, they're in line, so like, yeah, it's, it's in numerical order. Right. The fabled 2021 George T. Stag. That's a joke because it doesn't exist. They apparently pulled the barrels of George T. Stag this year, and they weren't good enough. You're telling mm. me one of the best whiskeys from any distillery they pulled this year, and they just thought it wasn't good enough? wasn't good enough. I got a tinfoil hat theory that A, Stag Jr. is removing the Jr. from their bottles starting, I believe, next year. We Google that one, too. And just waiting like two more years to, well, maybe three or four. Well, and we were reading... He's catching the, up and then releasing that Stag 21 year. <laughs> yeah, so A, Stag Jr.'s dropping the Jr., so it's just going to be Stag... There's no George T. Stag for 2021. I feel like they're going to do some super double stag 21 year, just like you suggested, right? Like the eagle, eagle rare, double, very rare, <laughs> yeah. double eagle, very rare, whatever it is. It's the double GTS, the GGTTSS. Man, that's got to be one of the rarest bottles that's going to come out probably in this decade. Is it sell for 10 grand when you see it in the store? And I, I went into At least. a local liquor store a couple years back, and the owner's like, hey, Mike, he's like, you want to spend some money? And I was like, you got my attention. And we go in the back, and he's got a Double Eagle Very Rare sitting right there, the 17-year. And it comes in this ridiculous, gaudy box. You open up these Lamborghini, not Lamborghini doors on it. You open up these crazy <laughs> doors on it. Suicide doors. <laughs> not, not, not suicide doors. They open, they open horizontally, not vertically, like the Lambo doors. That would have been way better. Just the whole box, and there's like yeah. a little smoke that sprues out. It's like <laughs> <laughs> but you open the doors, and it's got its own lights in the box, which is crazy. And the crystal decanter, and it's got this eagle inside. It just screams America when you look at it. And Is that I what asked happened him, with that though? Like, did the was there like a bad batch of seventeen year Eagle for the BTAC lineup? 
They were just like, oh, let's just table it into Double Eagle Very Rare. But that's like a 25-year, isn't it? So the Double Eagle Very Rare is a 20-year bourbon. And if you read, you, you can look all this up online, which is what we're doing, right? And right, right here in the description, it says, it lives up to its name, being aged twice as long as the standard 10-year Eagle Rare. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, so wow. we put two eagles on the bottle. Double eagle. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, anyway well, di- digressing from that. Yeah. I, I got to say, real quick... I was offered this bottle for like uh, $8,700 or something. No, $7,700, and I instantly passed because this was back when we were looking to buy a house. And I'm going to drink my whiskey. Uh, if I wanted to flip that and make a few bucks, I could, but that's not my style. I drink the whiskey here. But Also, like, do you really want to flip like a $15,000 bottle in a parking lot? That seems pretty sketchy. Right. Like, just show up with a bulletproof vest and a cash box <laughs> and like bodyguards or what? You get a couple witnesses and go to a well lit place like all yeah, no, Walmart. Someone like Craigslist. Lot. It's like, well, well, you know, what's the worst that could happen if there's a twenty thousand dollars on the line? Right there, you go. But this is not an Eagle Rare episode. This is George T. Stack episode. So sorry for the tangent, but we just have some theories that. Maybe this year's Georgie Stag will be rolled up into some 21-year double stag, right? Or they'll save some limited amount for a 30-year double stag. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. I don't know. Who knows, right? Losing the junior on the stag juniors. No George T. Stag here in 2021. Let's see what happens in 2022. 30-year <laughs> stag. That'd be like five bottles out of the barrel with how hot they actually <laughs> yeah with how much they lose we actually have the informational sheets for these george cheese tags they tell you how much is lost to angel share which is pretty fun on here um let's see is it a staggering amount <laughs> oh my goodness um the 2017 george t stag lost 54.3 percent of its original whiskey to evaporation and the 2019 George T. Stag lost 59% of its original whiskey to evaporation. Crazy. So the 30-year, I don't know, just a real damp barrel when they pull the whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> they're, just, they're ringing it out. <laughs> just get every last drop. We got one half bottle. It's a 375, and it's selling for $10,000. Well, if you want to talk about percentages, we're giving away on this episode Say 100% of the Edmund Haynes Taylor small batch. E.H. Taylor small batch. And mostly just because of, you know, any history of these guys. These guys absolutely work together, absolutely hate each other, built walls in between themselves because they hate each other that much. <laughs> you know what they'd really hate? Giving away one of the opposite bottles. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing it. Yeah, ironically. There's no walls on this podcast. Right. There's nothing holding us back. Ironically, on our George T. Stag episode, we're gonna give away a bottle of E.H. Taylor Small Batch. Alright, so these guys hated each other. So for the code word, we're gonna let you choose who would win in a fight. DM us the code word stag or the code word Taylor. And we'll record the results to see who would win the ultimate showdown here. But, like, really do your homework. You know, like, 
figure out like which one has like weakness and resistance like pokemon cards to them <laughs> just figure out like really really think outside the box and if you give us a very detailed description probably not very detailed of why they would win based on statistics that's gonna double your entries there you go stag or taylor research your stats constitution strength dexterity whose beard was better oh yeah all of it <laughs> Weight class. Yep. And these guys really hated each other. They built a wall between each other because they couldn't stand working with each other. Devin, I hope we never build a wall between each other. I'm a walls down podcasting guy (laughs) myself. We don't work that much together either. So just (laughs) a little bit when we we get drunk. Otherwise, I'd have the hugest wall. Probably. (laughs) And, you know, so E.H. Taylor originally owned the distillery. And George T. Stagg came in with all the money, and business tore him apart. They tell the whole story if you go do the uh, the tour down there at uh, Frankfort, Kentucky, Buffalo Trace. But DM a Stagg or Taylor, whichever one you want, who would win in a fight, and that'll get you some entries into our giveaway for E.H. Taylor Small Batch. So for the giveaway, the rules remain the same as they did on the Powered Up Whiskey podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Look out for the official giveaway post. Like the post. Tag three friends. Each three friends tag gets you three entries. DM us the code word to double your entries. And if you share it to your story, you get two entries. How about that? Pretty cool free whiskey giveaway. Each Taylor Small Batch is awesome. It's becoming harder and harder to find. So I think it's a really good one to share with the community. I want to just say a big thank you to all our fans out there who have supported us through uh the original podcasting days and through the rebrand that we got going on right now really excited for all things whiskey to keep rolling here kicking it off here we're warming up with the little stag because we got the papa stags from the main lineup we got the stag jr here right now and we're testing it out yep and this bottle of stag jr is not a batch of stag jr it's a single barrel pick from our friends over at dave co and 5280 whiskey society and it's called in stag nito how about that oh it's pretty sweet it's got like a stag he's got a red suit Mm-hmm. and this one comes oh, in man. at 133.4 proof so we've been ultra critical of stag on the show before because the batch we had drank way too hot i thought this one not the case. This one's exceptionally good. It really is. Yeah, it does. And there was so much demand for this. We had to do a lot to get this bottle. Donated 50 bucks to Reading Buddies. Pretty cool. Bought two store picks from Dave Co. And beat out the rest of 5280 Whiskey Society on registering for it. So fast fingers on the mobile device when I was out playing volleyball one day to pick this up. Got my donation into Reading Buddies. Bought two store picks. I love supporting store picks. If you got a liquor store in your neck of the woods that does good store picks, just go buy a couple of them. You never know what you're going to find. I got a couple of awesome bottles. Um, really like all the store picks I got. And then this fantastic Stag Junior store pick that we have here. So single barrel Stag Junior from Dave Co. and 5280 Whiskey Society. Let's talk about it. What are you getting here on the nose? Palette finish. We'll just condense them down here. On the nose, I get like a really rich brown sugar kind of right mm. out of the gates and oak and this is kind of weird because you know it's obviously made of corn but i get like a corn meal or like a corn bake scent yeah that i don't really get on most things typically 
Hmm. I'd make I'm a joke that. about that, but it'd be too corny. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Corn off the cob, am I right? <laughs> Corn in the glass. And this, they say that they age this for about a decade, quote unquote, on the label. Right? It's not an age statement. So. But you know what? They probably just pick it when it's ready. When it's ready. Hashtag when it's ready. Hashtag when it's ready. <laughs> uh, uh, LLC. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you on the, the oak. I think that's really fantastic. Nope. I got some like dark chocolate, some fudge, like maybe a little bit of honey citrus on there too. Yeah. I think like the cornmeal, that sweetness kind of rubs off as like almost Baked a honey. Corn. Yeah. Really interesting. Those those notes seem almost interchangeable when I think about it. With honey on it? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Oh, man, I want that right now. I would actually just eat make that. that yeah, right sure. Now? Thanks, Rose. Got that. <laughs> Rose is a phenomenal baker. <laughs> Not only is she a great producer of this podcast, great baker too. Um, this one has just got some explosion of green apple, spice, peppery. It is very, very explosive throughout, but not doesn't drink over its proof. It doesn't seem too hot. It's very easily drinkable at this like one hundred and thirty three point four proof. What are you getting there on the palate? I just told you a little bit about what I was experiencing. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to add too much to that. I think you nailed all of it. I think it's, I will comment though that I think it's a little overpowering. You just like swished it. Well, violently. yeah. Well, maybe that's why. Like, <laughs> you know, I did the old kind of put it in your mouth, swish it between your teeth, and I, I think my entire mouth just lit on fire. So that that's probably not good. Don't do that. Explosion but, of flavors. <laughs> Devin went full nuclear here. Well. So, yeah, that's what I'll add to it is I get a lot of the same stuff, but don't do that aspect of it. Back <laughs> to you, Mike. How about fudge <laughs> for a note? I think it's very fudgy on kind of the back end. Yeah, like this chocolate fudge note. Maybe like chocolate cake. We had a great chocolate cake last night. Oh, yeah, I do get that. Mm-hmm. Like German chocolate cake. Yeah, real nice. A little bit. Yeah. But just a big in-your-face explosion of flavors there. I think it's really, really delicious. And then this one is known for having a green apple Jolly Rancher finish. I think it's got a Let's look for it. Let's look for it. We found it. (laughs) (laughs) Whiskey suggestible. No, just kidding. Yeah, it does. It definitely does have those notes on the finish. I also get like, kind of like some red grapes. That cinnamon and like a cayenne-ish pepper hmm, okay interesting a little bit too, yeah yeah a little pepper it's kind of salty it's drying i could see a but little yeah, bit definitely the jolly rancher yeah green apple style i think if you keep your mouth open and breathe in right after you take a sip of that you really get that green apple you get a little bit of mint there too it's funny how the, your breathing exercises enhances and changes the drinking experience yeah it really does a little minty got that good spice a little bit of that dark chocolate fudge lingers around for a long time but that green apple is awesome this is a delicious whiskey really really love this one and you know we just warmed up with a 133.4 proof whiskey typically that's not really the best idea your palate kind of needs to adjust because you know as we've said many times you are putting poison into your body it's not super used to it right <laughs> out of the gates. Yeah. But that's why you train hard. 
Yeah, and <laughs> if you're getting into whiskey tasting and blinds, one thing that yeah. I thought was really smart that we did at Bardstown this year is you set a baseline. I took their Fusion 6 before the competition, and I put a little swig in my mouth. You know, I just splashed it around a little bit, and I spit it out. And that's just to know exactly what that 97.6 proof tastes like. I would never do that. This I'm going to drink it for sure. <laughs> well, the, the goal was just to know and feel what that proof tastes like, not yeah. to actually drink it so I could stay sharp for the, the competition. Mm-hmm. That said... We like to start at like 90 or 100 proof, and we just jump right into 133.4 proof. <laughs> yeah, this right. is like throwing your palate into a stranglehold and getting slammed off the, the top deck here. I feel a little bit more than warmed. I'm, I'm revved up. I'm ready to go. Wow, he's feeling revved. Revved. I'm toasted. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're going to get more I'm toasted. toasted oak. And we were drinking the other night um, a couple of Elijah Craig single barrel barrel proofs. Super cool thing that came out. These store picks that are Elijah Craig barrel proofs. Love it. And the first like three sips I had or two sips of these, I was like, wow, this is awful. (laughs) Like it's just hot and explosive and doesn't taste like a whole lot. In that third, fourth sip that I have, I was like, oh, yeah, there's all that flavor I'm looking for. That's amazing. All of it came through once my palate adjusted to that high heat. And we drink a lot of whiskey here. So if you're jumping into whiskey, maybe start with something a little bit lower. Move into your barrel proofs. Don't fry your palate. So now that we're warmed up, and I don't think there's been anyone ever testing whiskey that has said this in this order. But we're going to have to tone things down and get with the George T. Stag. Because believe it or not, all of these alcohol percentages are less than 133.4. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of frying our palates, let's move on yeah. to some George Sr. Let's move on to some easy drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> we got the 130 out of the way. Let's move on to... Uh, 129.2. Our 2017 George T. Stag. So, I knew we said we were going to move on to the George T. Stag, but... As I was finishing my stag junior, I just got this potent, huge note of clove. Like a really bitter clove baking spice. It came out of nowhere. I was very surprised by it, but I just figured I'd mention that before we move on. So, anywho, 2017 stag coming in hot. What do you got to say about that stag? First thing I'm going to say, usually when you buy these, they come with like a little sheet just to like, you know pump you up and be like man mm-hmm. i really do have a tatered whiskey it came with this sheet wow you are dumb for spending this much money on alcohol <laughs> yeah, right. but well no it says I got, that i got three bottles yeah so. but it says it on the back that you're dumb but like <laughs> the front like you're reading through it and it's it's really great but i always love about halfway down the page it says this glass bottle chosen for george t stag is designed to showcase the whiskey's dark and rich color <laughs> by choosing a clear bottle which we've never <laughs> seen before ever in the innovative yeah right innovative, innovative they must really hate the uh the stag juniors color because it's got like half a black label and they're just like oh gosh we hope people don't see this but yeah the george <laughs> t stag i mean whew, they had to do some real outsourcing to get a clear bottle so you could actually <laughs> see it i mean it's really really unique 
That is pretty really funny like because it. like ninety five percent of the bottles we have are clear bottles that you can see exactly what the whiskey looks like. I think maybe the exception to the rule is Scotch. Usually they come in like a little sheath or like Smoke Wagon now does that amber filter, and it was like a big deal when they had to switch over to the clear bottles because they ran out of the amber color. You know what? I think I get it now because I'm looking over here at these bottles. And I see these pristine, open, clear bottles, George T. Stagg. And then I see his rival behind him in the distance there, mm. Edmund Haynes Taylor in a sheath. Yep. Can't see the bottle at all. Yeah. See? Yeah. And even that, the- that's the controversy. E.H. Taylor's like, I don't give a shit what it looks like. <laughs> it's going to be good and people are going to buy it. Yep. George T. Stagg's like, well, no, they have to see the color. Otherwise, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they're doing next year for the George C. Stags are coming a stag sheath. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe the coloring wasn't right and they just couldn't fit it into the open bottle. Mm, It was more of an amber and less of a rich mahogany. So we had to delay the release. Probably should just not make money this year. I agree. (laughs) Said every business ever. I don't think making money is a problem for Buffalo Trace, (laughs) to tell you the truth. So the George T. Stag is a 15-year whiskey, though. And if you look at it, it is a really dark color. A, it's high proof. B, it's 15 years. No natural coloring because it's bourbon. So you have this just wonderful, dark, rich mahogany. Yeah, but always like the kind of that amberish. It's like a Mariana's, Mariana's trench dark. Like you stare into the abyss and it stares back at you. And right on the bottle, it's got these two horns. And it looks like a stag rack, right? But if you flip it upside down, one of our friends, Allison, pointed this out, that it looks like two kangaroos kissing. And I can never unsee that now. <laughs> I'm like, when I look at the stag horns, I'm like, yeah, it does look like stag horns. But it does look kind of perfectly like two kangaroos hopping up to kiss each other, too. So next time you look at a bottle of stag, or just Google it. I swear. It really does. <laughs> and That's then, awesome. Or like these, two animals labels? that they're just like, I don't want to fight you, bro. And one's like, I don't want to fight you either, bro, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to, but if no one's holding me back. <laughs> and then they jumped up, they kithed and made up. And then they flipped over and turned into horns. Now kith. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Look, there's a lot of information that nobody's going to care about on here. I mean, if you're a super whiskey nerd, then I think, yeah, it's fun to read through. I did when I first got this, right? When I bought this bottle. I um, still haven't read through it. All right. So, year of distillation for the 2017 stack, 2002. I don't mean to date myself here, but I was in eighth grade when this was put into a barrel. Our producer was 10. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even remember what I was drinking back then. And it was released fall of 2017. 2017 was a great year before the pandemic. This particular 2017 lost 54.03% of its original whiskey to evaporation. And if you ever go do the tour at Buffalo Trace, it's really funny. They show you what happens to it over time. And there's just like, there's nothing left in a barrel after that amount of time. So not a ton of, uh, ton of barrels. This is 309 hand selected barrels, 15 years, three months. Very, very interesting. So I built a relationship with a local store. I think I got this bottle in twenty late 2019, late early 2020. And I walked in the store 
and the owner who I'd built a good relationship with was just like, you want a 2017 stag? <laughs> and I was like, what kind of, what kind of question is that? And I was like, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. And he's like, 199. And I was like, done deal by an old stag expressions. I guess this is just one that the distributor had lying around, got lost, lost in a warehouse. I'm doing air quotes right now. It lost this one in a warehouse. And I think they under-delivered on some of the allocations for this store. So they kind of, as like compensation, threw them a couple old stags. And I was lucky enough to get one. So super stoked on that. I got nothing else to say. So let's jump in, taste it, drink it, rate it, do fun stuff. Devin, what are you smelling here on this 2017 George T. Stag? Getting, you know, cinnamon, vanilla, caramel, but I get like a saltiness to it, kind of briny. Mm, okay. Some orange, a little bit of like citrusy sense to it. Nice. Pretty exceptional. Yeah, I mean, it is. It has a great nose. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. Unbelievable on this. It really is. It's really good. And I know, like, you know, most people, when they just have a bottle that's, like, they know they spent a stupid amount and they know they can't find it, like, they're just going to be like, oh, it's amazing regardless. But keep in mind, we have drank a massive amount of whiskey. And, like, if I honestly didn't like the nose, I'd tell you. Yeah. But this is fantastic front to back. Love those notes there. I definitely get that orange. When I originally wrote a review about this just about a a year ago, and I said there's really kind of this like bold spice that was very comparable to Booker's Granny Batch, Granny's Batch, which I was drinking at the time. And I know that's not what you want to smell on a whiskey is sniffing your Granny's, granny's Batch. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't see that spice quite as much anymore. I think that's a good thing. Nobody wants to be sniffing their granny's batch. All right, I'll stop making that joke. (laughs) That spice isn't quite there anymore. I get just this super sweet fudge note. Fudge, cherry, like a dark cherry, cherry cola. Yeah, that black cherry. Yeah, black cherry, fudge. Like, maybe just a black cherry fudge. Because you get these nice cakey notes. There's some vanilla. There's caramel. Wait, is that a thing? They make black cherry fudge? That sounds amazing. I guarantee somebody does. Oh, my God. To the Google machine. Oh, man. Can we make that, too, Rose? Thanks. After this. (laughs) And cornbread. Still do that. And the nose is just... It's just beautiful. Like it's laughably good. I just I can't stop smelling this glass. It's absolutely so incredible. good. It'll make you laugh. There you, there go. you go. That's a note that yep. most podcasts wouldn't tell you about. Yeah, throw that onto the bottle of George T. Stag and these informational sheets. Laughably good. Laughably good. <laughs> I like, don't think that's a good marketing. Plan. It's just hilariously good. You're gonna feel <laughs> stupider after drinking this. Unless you look at your receipt, then you probably just feel actual stupid. Yeah. Especially nowadays. I mean, because if you want to buy it secondary, which you wouldn't get a receipt for, it's a bad example. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, that's probably going to run you like seven or 800 bucks. Yeah, the 2017 is going to be a tough cookie to find for sure. 
the nose is incredible. I think there's definitely like some seasoned wood there. It is a little woody when you get deep in that glass beneath all those really potent, beautiful bouquet of flavors there. The nose is incredible on this one. So makes you want to drink some, which is exactly what we're going to do. What are you getting on the palate there, Devin? Yeah, I'll just leave that because Mike always has better notes on these anyway. But I'll tell you my most prevalent ones. I get a lot of like apricot, maybe like a peach. Okay. To go along with that, like caramel swirled fudge. It's kind of like a light fudge, I think. Not as dark as the Stag Junior was. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. But yeah, that stuff all transfers over really well for me. What about you? I feel like it's kind of super malty on the palate and almost granular on the mouthfeel. Like it feels kind of like coarse. And that's a very unique thing, I think, for a lot of whiskeys. I think the cherry cola transfers over. You get a bit of orange rind. Get a pretty potent espresso note right in the middle of the drinking experience. And there's this huge, huge, fiery, peppery spice that ramps up about halfway through, kind of on that back end. I think you get tons of notes of deep brown sugar, cascading vanilla throughout. Really, really enjoyable. Really, really enjoyable on the palate. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's a world's top whiskey tasting right there. <laughs> well, in It'll your take contribution. Me an hour to write that. Your contribution. <laughs> apricot, great note. Definitely get that. That's why we're uh, the dream team right here. Yeah. How about the finish? What are you getting there? On the finish here, that peach, I've decided between peach and apricots, peach. That's, mm, that's okay. moving on to the finish. I'm getting a lot of raisin, red apple, that black cherry, cinnamon. Kind, nice. of, kind of finishing the same as the Stag Jr. a little bit for me. Coming mm. back to that. And yeah. then sizzle on the tongue of all that stuff mixing what are you getting mike um yeah no i agree with all that i think it does finish pretty similarly to the stag junior but um super oaky it's kind of juicy and tannic simultaneously i don't know how that works right it's usually one or the other but it does it both i get a very potent ground coffee note on there too yeah yeah, good coffee note there. I think it's I think it's just a, a good finish. Nice spice, that cinnamon's there. It's a little astringent with the oak, but yeah, great finish there. And since we got three George T. Stags, we're going to rank them at the end. Keep you on the edge of your seat. Oh, man, you're already there. Don't want you to fall, fall off, off, but getting close. Don't fall off. And to help you not fall off, our next George C. Stag is only 116.9 proof. Wow, so that's the 2019. Slide an inch back. Yep. And let's uh, <laughs> let's get into this. This is a much safer one, whiskey for right now. But then, oh man, towards the end, mm-hmm. I don't know. You're on your own. Yep. Let's get after it. So on the nose here, I'm getting. It's really light. Well, let me define light. We've been drinking a lot of heavy hitters. So yep. right now it seems kind of light. Yep. Seems kind of sweet, sugary, mm-hmm. much more sweet than the other ones. Like a granulated table sugar. What's the table sugar? Saccharin. 
Is that what it is? <laughs> Saccharin. <laughs> Saccharin. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going with that. Or whatever. It's not glucose, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my sugars, but I'm getting like a simple syrup, kind of like 50-50, like kind of watered down sugar mixture. Getting some honey on it. That cherry. Yeah, overall, compared to the other ones, it's just, it's kind of light. Noise. What are you getting? Yeah, I get just tons of like cinnamon toast crunch. A lot of cinnamon on there. Super sweet notes. You said like table sugar. I said powdered sugar. Get a pretty okay. good amount of that on there. Um, I get like a hay field too. Just like that, that. There's like a rye spice that really shines through. Pungent, dank rye spice. I wrote hay field down for my notes here. It is a nice, like, sugary, enjoyable nose. It's I get, very sweet, if you like sweet. Yeah, noses. yeah. Caramel, vanilla, cherries. It's got all that on it. Very, very inviting. But I do get that that big rye spice there. So, nice nose. What's it do on the palate, though? Palate, for me, ramps up. More cinnamon. More oak. That sugariness transfers through, but it doesn't dominate as much like it did on the nose for me. Care to elaborate? Yeah. Big sugary sweetness. More cinnamon. More cherry that comes through. More caramel. All those sweet notes tend to hit the palate. And the spice isn't as big on this. The proof's a little bit lower. I don't think it's as quite as dynamic. Still still enjoyable, still pretty robust. Let me dive in again and see if I can get any other interesting notes in there. I dove in again, looking for some other notes, and it's just a big, chewy vanilla flavor that comes through, but I did get a little bit of plum raisin there. That was pretty interesting. And then just letting settle in on the finish here. I got a note I thought was real interesting here. A little bit of like banana bread. Kind of out there. Like maybe a banana nut bread. Because the banana is really faint. But it is kind of bready. And a little bit nutty there too. Maybe a little bit of a reach of a note. But definitely something very interesting that lingers around on the back end. That leads into the finish. Yeah. And I can see the finish being very dry. Very tannic. Walnutty. There's kind of a cola note that sticks around. Cinnamon, oak, spice makes the sides of your mouth tingle. And then just sits around kind of indefinitely. That that cinnamon, peppery spice just lingering around. What are you getting there, Devin? I am mad because I actually wrote down banana and I thought I was going to say it and you're going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, let me let me try that again. And be like, oh, found it. This but is anyway. Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I, I had the banana. I had it first. I have a banana I just, too. I, I just didn't get to say it. But you know, I'm kind of getting like a like a bubblegum sweetness to it hmm, a little bit. Okay. Back to the old benchmark days or Eagle Rare. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know. Yeah, I just get kind of that like sweet, gummy, bubblegumish taste. It's really juicy. A lot of cherry, and then yeah, just kind of like a weird banana throw it in. 
Yeah, I can see that. You get all the sweet notes. I'm getting kind of like the bitter dry notes, but I think it's a good combination of both of those if you're really looking for those flavors. There. I think I think that means a lot because like, you're just kind of bitter and dry, and I'm like really sweet and nice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It just speaks right across. You know? A tale of two podcast hosts. <laughs> Which one's salty? I guess that would be our <laughs> producer, both. Rose. Definitely both salty. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rose is, Rose is sweet. We're salty. Easy. And no, better. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, the 2019 George T. Stag. That one, again, comes at 116.9 proof. <laughs> and the story behind this one is, same place I got the 2017 Stag. I just walked in around B-Tac season, happens November, December every year, and the owner's like, you want a stag? I'm like, yep. <laughs> they charge 200 bucks for it, and I do that deal anytime. So, picked up the 2019 stag, really enjoyed this one. It's, uh, it's about two-thirds gone now, so it's definitely lower than the other ones, but I've had it longer than the other ones, too. I actually picked up the 2017 after I got the 2019. And I think it's worth noting here that I didn't go into this store and I was like, give me that stag, right? It, this was a guy that owns a store that I built a relationship with over the course of three years, buying whiskey. Almost every store pick this place came out with because they, they did great store picks and they got rare allocated discontinued scotch all the time and hard to find Irish whiskeys or the best price on Irish whiskeys. They used to sell writer's tears for 34 bucks and I'd go buy that every time I saw it because it's a delicious whiskey and it was cheaper than anywhere else in town. This is a place that bought a shipment of Octomore 6.1 from a Costco deal that went bad and just for like three years had Octomore 6.1 on the shelf for $119. And Octomores are going for like $278 now or something crazy expensive. And I swear, just for like three years, they just had 12 bottles of Octomore 6.1 just sitting there. I'm like, that bottle is worth like five, $600 now because it's so old and it's incredible. So I bought a ton of whiskey. We built the relationship. I like to go into the store, hang out, have some pours. They did happy hours on Thursday, Fridays. And then at the end of the year, that loyalty gets rewarded. It's about building relationships. Anybody can do this. Find a store with some great people, great whiskey selection, support those stores, and in turn, they support you. And they supported me with uh, George T. Stagg. And yes, I paid double what the MSRP is, but I didn't pay anywhere close to secondary. And I think for a bottle that rare, it's definitely worth it. There's no one on the planet right now that's getting that at $99, <laughs> which is technically the MSRP. Win a raffle. That's about it. Really? Still? Yeah. 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 If you win a raffle, okay. I think you can buy these for 100 bucks. I got a 2020 Thomas H. Handy because I won a Whiskey Wednesday last year, and I paid $117 for it. I'm like, I'd do that any day of the week. Love that price. Depends on the store, depends what they charge for the allocations, depends what they, you know, how they do their programs. This particular place, they just charge up on the, the allocations at the end of the year and they keep the prices low for the rest of the year. Now, let's move on to the 2020 
George T. Stagg. And this one, surprise, got at the same store I got the rest of them. <laughs> Just happened to be a year later. And the difference between the 2017, the 2019, and the 2020 George T. Stagg is on the back of the label, looking through the bottle, is a picture of George T. Stagg. He's staring at you through the bottle. And it kind of scared the hell out of me after I drank a little bit of this George T. Stagg. We got down to the point where the fill level got low enough on the bottle that his eyes just hit my eyes. And I was like, holy shit, that's scary as hell. And I'm like, did they do that with the rest of the iterations? I went back to the 2019, 2017. Sure enough, just blank labels on the back. It's white. No, if you Google it, they actually partnered with Alcoholics Anonymous. And they just wanted to scare people that were drinking it in the morning for breakfast. Because if you're <laughs> drinking it straight out of the bottle, he's looking right in your face. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Going back to your point, they wanted to display how dark the alcohol is. And it's dark enough that when the fill level gets lower than George T. Stagg's eyes, it scares the hell out of you. Because you didn't see it before sitting in that bottle. Yeah. And I looked at the bottles. And they're just white labels on the old iterations. And now they got George T. Stagg. And I made a little... um instagram reel where it was like i want to feel like somebody's watching me (laughs) (laughs) it pans over to george t staring at you (laughs) it's like empty bottle empty bottle empty bottle empty bottle empty bottle dude staring at me i'm like damn (laughs) that's scary i don't know he's like he doesn't really look that fun like maybe he's got really good alcohol around it's like um, but like he's just like "Eh, i don't know i could probably not invite him to my party it's like Ben Franklin staring at you on the $100 bill, just disapproving of everything you're going to spend that $100 on. George T's the same way. He's like, I can't believe you just paid for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're on the 2020 George T stag. And I just want to point out on the back of these stag labels near the bottom left, there's a gold foiled letter that says C period O period S period and then a little like you know it looks like a spear kind of gold foiling that that runs across the back pop quiz what does COS stand for a long time ago I can't chirp so (laughs) (laughs) it's a fun fact a long time ago your boy Mike Alcalt couldn't find any information on COS so I emailed Buffalo Trace and Sazerac, and asked them. COS stands for Charles Orville Shupp. And Charles Orville Shupp was the protege of Colonel Albert Blanton. And he got an electrical engineering degree from Purdue University, SCO Boilermakers, my dad's alma mater. Oh, didn't get in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they don't. They all don't, you know. Per didn't get in. <laughs> per per oh. don't. <laughs> And he became the maintenance engineer at George T. Stagg & Co. in 1939. So the COS on the back of every bottle of George T. Stagg is homage to Charles Orville Shupp. And he was the plant manager at the old George T. Stagg distillery until 1957. During his tenure as plant manager, Colonel Albert Blanton retired... And the distillery was the second largest employer in the state after the government. And Orville left his position at the distillery in 1957. 
but he led operations for Ancient Age, Old Stag, Dewar Scotch, and I.W. Harper, which is very, very interesting. A lot of Bernheim brands as well, and Bernheim, as we know it, is now under the Heaven Hill label. Really interesting stuff. So, once again, every bottle of George T. Stag has a gold-foiled COS on the bottom. A very fun fact. Hard to, I couldn't find anything on Google about it. I had to email Buffalo Trace directly to get that, that information. That's all I got on this one, so uh, let's dive in. Drank it. Devin Mitchell, what you got? Get some, I get nutty notes, like walnuts, and I'm going to throw in a new one, kind of like a pistachio, mm. a little bit. Wow. Cinnamon, cherry, oak, standard mm. stuff. Okay. What are you getting? Yeah, a lot of the same. I get table sugar on this one. It's an interesting note you brought up on the last one. Like a saccharin? A saccharin? <laughs> I don't know what saccharin <laughs> I is. I still don't know if that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's cherried, peppery. I get some coffee. Definitely lingering around there. Some seasoned wood. Not regular wood, seasoned wood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, pretty inviting nose. What are you getting on the palate there? get a i mean we said the green jolly rancher like the green apple one but now i'm getting like a red jolly rancher wow i wrote water so not milk. just not just like the cherry but like just kind of like a candied version of that yeah amazing you say that because i wrote watermelon jolly rancher right here on my note sheet okay actually read. yeah now that you say it i think watermelon's probably even more prevalent than the cherry that i wrote on there, yeah you so. can't read my handwriting I, I cannot. And we I, even had this discussion about like how yours. bad all of our shit is from <laughs> across the table. No one could read anyone's notes for anything. There you go. But that watermelon Jolly Rancher note is very sudden. It doesn't last yeah. long before this explodes into a fiery spice. Because right? this is 130.4 proof. It's going to let you know. You got any other notes on the uh, the palette there? You got some orange. Okay. Oak. Cinnamon. Nothing super spectacular. Yeah, it feels like a little bit of an amalgamation of the last two yeah, expressions of George C. Stag. Spice, vanilla cake, caramel, cherries. I'm getting all that right there on the palate. How about the finish? What you got there? Finish on this one kind of died off a little bit for me. And I just kind of get like oak and cinnamon. It doesn't finish as well as definitely the 2017. And even the 2019 got a little more out of it. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I've just drank a lot by this point, <laughs> and I just didn't That's have anything possible. to add. I don't know. It's possible. What do you got? I think you're right. It's more of like a short to moderate immediate finish. Oaky, cinnamon, black pepper, big spice. I mean, it's good. Once that finish, the immediate salient flavors on the finish – hit and go it's a hit and run <laughs> it's a hit and run finish big flavors bam slaps you in the face and then a lot of that disappears and it leaves kind of this like tannic oakiness on your mouth that just kind of sits there for a little bit yeah but like the main finish is pretty short and then there's just kind of this like oakiness that lingers around for a bit yeah we've now successfully reviewed Three George T. Stacks. And one 
Stag Junior. We won Staggy June. So what? what's going to win here? I mean, we usually give scores. We usually do everything. This is completely uncharacteristic. But well, we saved it all to the end. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pick the winner right now on All, all Things, things Whiskey Podcast. Version. <laughs> no, <laughs> we got to get one of those in there. All right, we're going to collect our <laughs> we, thoughts here for a quick minute. Sco it up, and we'll let you know. So, we're on to score these. And if you're new to the All Things Whiskey podcast, I'd like to review the scoring scale real quick. So, the score works like this, basically, right? Imagine your high school grading scale. Anything under a 60% is a fail. And then anything above that is D is 60 to 70, C is 70 to 80, B is 80 to 90, and then A is, you know, it's really kind of A to A plus, right? From 9 to 9.5 and 9.5 and above. Anything 9.5 and above is like an all-time exceptional whiskey. Exceptional whiskey, as Devin likes to say. Exceptional. Exceptional. And I still love that scale because... We're drinking professional products. We expect a quality whiskey when we drink them. We certainly expect it from Buffalo Trace on 15-year cast strength George T. Staggs. We're not drinking toilet wine from prison. We're not drinking moonshine from a bathtub in West Virginia. We're drinking quality products here. We're not drinking Malort. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that's a good thing to bring up, too, is because it's to like, this is these people's businesses, they're not yeah. trying to put out poor products. So, Absolutely. You know, we're not super critical of everything here. Sure. Because, and I, you know, I you make try to do the same. Yeah. I make fun of a lord because I hate it. But Jepson's bourbon, very good. If you can find some Jepson's bourbon, it's great. It's like 20 bucks. It's MGP. It's at 100 proof, I believe. I need to double check that. Fantastic. It's a great bourbon. If you haven't tried Malort, just do yourself a favor. You got to try it for the experience. It's just so bad that it's laughably good. It's just like drinking bitters. <laughs> but off on a tangent, the scale really runs anything below a 5.9. That's like a 59% is a fail in our book. I don't think we've ever ranked anything that low. Maybe we got close and are under 10. There was like this Blanton's green that kind of tasted and smelled like shoe polish. Yeah, we just, we still don't even know that's a real whiskey. That might have just been like, yeah, like just somebody like diffused a Sharpie in some ancient age and tried to call it Blanton's. <laughs> Devin got bamboozled in a trade. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I think he did. I didn't get bamboozled. I, okay I paid $55 the yeah. for the bottle and at least got 150 cash. <laughs> it's yeah. not bamboozled. No, you did. You did. You did okay. I just might have gotten a fake whiskey in addition to that. <laughs> <laughs> but anywhere from a, basically a 6 to a 6.9 is a D for disappointing. That's right. Anywhere from a 7 to a 7.9 is a competent whiskey. Those are fine. An 8 to an 8.9 are the Bravos. These are the kind of outstanding, really enjoyable whiskeys. A 9 to a 9.4 is an exceptional whiskey. Anything 9.5 and above is like really the pinnacle of what whiskeys try to do. Really genre-defining fantastic whiskeys. So that's the scale. 
let's go ahead and rank these George T. Stags 2017, 2019, and 2020. Devin, let's start off with your score for the 2017 George T. Stag. I'm going to go with a 9.7. Thought that one was absolutely slapping. Fantastic. <laughs> Slap me in the face. George T. Stagg, 2017. Oh, Lord. 9.7. 2017, George T. Stagg, 9.7. The pinnacle. Genre defining. You think it was that good? Minus 0.3. What? Nothing's perfect except the Palach and 11 cast strength. Go oh, see my gosh. Class Whatever. Episode. It'll happen again. It'll happen again. Yeah. It's fine. Soon. You think it's, you think it's worth the 9.7? Yeah. Is that I good? I really, really enjoyed that one. Okay. I agree with you. And my official score for this, when I wrote the review, I gave it a 9.4. I think now that's been sitting around for like a year or so, it's just even better than I remember. It's aging in the bottle. It's aging in the bottle. They, that <laughs> Which doesn't happen. Doesn't that happen. <laughs> <laughs> All Things Whiskey Podcast is here for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, not factual evidence of anything. I give this a 9.6. Okay. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It packs the best flavors. It's enjoyable, nose palate finish, robust, genre-defining, fantastic whiskey. It's now five years old. We're never going to see this again. It kills me to say that. It's gone. It's gone. You might be able to buy one on a secondary market for some absurd price. It's got to be $700, $900 maybe. Who knows? We'd go look for it maybe later, but I got a half bottle. I'm going to milk it and enjoy it. All right. Moving on. 2019 George T. Stack. What you got? You're not going to like it. I'm going with like an 8.6. 8.6, It okay. was really sweet and watered down. It was too much. Yeah. Too much okay. for me. Too much watered down. I don't like it. Yeah, I think there was a, a funky funky note on the nose. It's like super rye. I think it was definitely the, the underperformer out of all of them. I mean, you gave it an 8.6. That's still a bravo score. Right, but it makes me think of like... If they didn't think that the 2021 batch was even like releasable, like oh my, what was that? <laughs> but again, we think we're they're just trolling everybody, and they're gonna send something out that's like super coveted and whatever. But you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a whole deal. We'll see in six months or whatever, whenever they figure it out. Yeah, three years. Yeah, another fifteen years. Who knows? 2025. It was finally ready. I teeter on an 8.9 to a 9 on that one. I still yeah. really liked it. Okay. I think it packs fantastic flavors. It's just not not as good as the other ones. It reminded me, I mean, not from a proof standpoint, but it reminded me a lot of like the Red Blantons. Interesting. I love the Red bit, Blantons Which from is not Japan. even the same mash yeah. bill, by the way, so it's not super comparable, but I just kind of did. Yeah. You can go listen to our Blantons episode. Gold is the winner, but we really did love that red, too. Um, I still give it eight eight point nine nine somewhere in there. I think I'd teeter more on an 8.9. Yeah. There was is a disappointing nose, but it wasn't. It's still an enjoyable palette. The finish, I think, is better than the 2020, but I think the 2020 kind of makes up in other areas. So let's move on to that. What do you got for 2020? 
I'm going to go 9.5. Okay, cool. 20. Yeah, great score. 9.5, that's up there at the pinnacle too, but you still like the 2017 more. I do. Yeah. And I got the uh, 2020 as kind of that amalgamation of the two. So kind of splitting the difference a little bit there. I give it a 9.2. I think it's a okay. exceptional okay. whiskey. Even less than, yeah, all right. Yeah. Still, I mean, we're, we're, we run the gamut of 8.6 to 9.7 over these three whiskeys. They're fantastic, really. Yeah, we're being critical and harsh. Even when you're disappointed, you're still giving it an 8.6. Yeah. You're not down in the D range of like 6 to 6.9. You're still up at 8.6. And I think the average scores across the three of them are all fantastic. So, unfortunately, George C. Stagg wasn't released in 2021. Nobody knows what's going to happen in 2022. Stagg Jr. is losing the junior label. The future of the George C. Stagg line looks awfully unclear right now. Yeah. So, how to find these? Taylor's taking over. (laughs) (laughs) From from the grave. (laughs) Yeah. So... I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. This has been a lot of fun. We drank some awesome, awesome whiskeys here on the All Things Whiskey Podcast. We're excited to give away an each Taylor small batch. DM us Stag or Taylor. Who would win in a fight? And the stats. Yep. <laughs> we drank a Dave Co. 5280 Whiskey Society Stag Jr. to warm up. What would you rank that one just out of curiosity if you had to? Had an 8.8, which surprisingly is above what I ranked the 2019. Yeah. I think I give it like a 9.1 or like a 9.2. It's an incredibly good I mean, it didn't pick. beat the other two, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think know. that I think, one. I think 20, 2019 might have been a flop. Yeah. It's still a good flop. Like, I wouldn't be mad if I had the bottle and yeah. I liked it when I drank it. But like, compared to the other ones... You I might be know. mad if you paid $900 for it and then you didn't oh, yeah, like it as much as you best. thought you would. But yeah, but I drank it for free and was just hanging <laughs> out and like, it's not that bad. Welcome to the podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> it's right. So we had a blast. We drank the the Stag Jr. from 5280 and Dave Co. Thank you, 5280. Thank you, Dave Co. for the opportunity. We drank a 2017 George C. Stag, 2019 George C. Stag, 2020 George C. Stag, the quadruple stag threat. I can't even count how many this antlers is, are on like that rack. This is like an infomercial of like, <laughs> buy now, but you're going to get this and this. Is it the best bang for your buck in whiskey? Stag is a buck? What what a pun. A staggering pun. All right, not bad. <laughs> Best I'll give you bang that. Bang for your <laughs> buck. Or is it two kangaroos kissing? You decide. You decide. <laughs> well, anything else you want to throw in here at the end of the episode, Devin? Nope. There I'm you out. go. Well, from all of us here at All Things Whiskey Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. DM us the code word for the E.H. Taylor giveaway. Love doing this episode. We had a blast. That's all I got to say. Keep drinking tasty whiskeys. Until next time, this is your host, Mike Alcalt, signing off. Deb Mitchell, signing off.